And then, yeah. You didn't get me. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the cosmos from independent validator teams. Okay, so hello and welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the Cosmos from Indevent and Validator teams. Uh, this week, we've got Jorge from Stargaze, who is going to be talking to us about a variety of poorly researched questions that we've thought up in the week, in the last week, which has actually been possibly the lowest DPS. Has it? Has it been low DPS? I was about to say it's been low DPS this week, but there's probably been drama, hasn't there? Oh, drama. I was like, I was thinking of DJ for a second. Like, damage for a second. I had a what bunch I of, what have I missed? I had a bunch of bad D words in there trying to figure out what you're talking about. <laughs> Hold on a second. Has he finally yeah. lost the plot? No, no, no. no, no, no. Drama for a second. Someone brings up DPS and Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's been incredibly low DPS this week. This is just, you know, it's a low market. Everyone's sort of quiet. Lots of people are just back to building and uh you know lots of people have just vanished as well so yeah low drama this week which is nice yeah and then uh well i mean i guess there's still some of the fallout for ust i i guess it's not it's not probably low dps if you're particularly involved in the tower ecosystem right well that's true so from what I can gather now, there's, uh, you know, there's the people who have been wrecked and and uh, I guess hopeful that Terra 2 is somewhat of a success so that they can recoup some of their losses. And then there's like the dev pool from Terra, which I guess some have lost, uh, you know, um, confidence in that ecosystem and are looking to leave whilst others are sticking around and, and looking to rebuild on, on Terra 2. Phoenix 1, I should say now. Is it uh, what's is it rebranded to Phoenix or is it just still Terra with a new net, network name of Phoenix? Well, yeah, they had Columbus, didn't they? Was Columbus 5 the last mainnet? Um, and, and technically, the, the I, I think I said this when I first saw that, technically the Juno relaunch codename was Phoenix. So... Uh, you know, we kind of got there first. We got there yeah. first with the drama level and then with the the name. Um, but then obviously first we relaunched story. as Juno 1. So Terra, you know, the OG copycat, is that what you're saying? Well, I think there was, wasn't there a Doquan tweet that was something like, what's what's Juno? Is that just yeah, like a copy of? Yeah. Is that Terra? Yeah. It's like, What's well, Juno? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's yeah. on the other I, foot. I feel yeah. like that was more like, what's Juno? <laughs> yeah yeah um so uh we have a couple of follow-ups um from from last week uh so actually like related to that there's a lot of terror projects that are coming over into uh the cosmos i assume that jorge this has also affected you guys on stargaze right because are there are there nft projects that are looking to migrate over in your direction yeah we received like a, a code projects like trying to we're trying to launch on stargaze as well and I guess like the main issue is like how to how do you migrate those like because there are some existing projects <clears throat> that that want to migrate and and new ones that were about to launch, so yeah, kind of like dealing with both. So there was a um, uh, aggregator, I think, 
Oh, we're getting some Australian internet on the um, go there. Who was asking about different <laughs> networks to migrate to? Ah, get from the butchers get me. Um, oh, it was bush. So the, that could have been the most eloquent thing you've ever said, Noel. It was just eaten by the internet. <laughs> Devastating. Look, let's just. It probably wasn't like. <laughs> so it seems like. Um, um, Jorge, what, I'm kind of interested in your perspective on this one. Like what, what I've seen anyway from just like um, visually seeing some of the projects like on Twitter that have been talking about the fact they're thinking of moving over into the cosmos and whatnot is that a lot of these projects relied very heavily on uh, launch pads and whatnot in the – I need to stop saying whatnot. What the hell is wrong with me? Um <laughs> a lot of them rely quite heavily on um, launch pads and tooling in the Terra ecosystem that might not yet exist on uh, on a lot of Cosmos chains, especially like NFT, uh, quite a bit of NFT tooling in Terra seem to be like quite custom for specific yeah. use cases, whereas a lot of NFT tooling in Cosmos is like, I don't know, uh, Null's left, he's just jumped out the window. Um, <laughs> the uh, A lot of the NFT tooling in the Cosmos is like more... I guess interoperable by default because there's several chains and several teams all building it together. But like, it's mm. all at a much earlier stage, isn't it? Like, we don't have these. Like, yeah, exactly. Huge- like, um, for example, currently um, there is also teams that are looking to mint um, more. Uh, we have like a limit on 10k, 10k for for collection, and some teams want to to mint more, like because they have like different process of minting. Some are like generative art. And so it's like a single collection, but they will keep minting and minting. Um, so yeah, we are just trying to um, and working with them in, in to see how we can like keep customizing the contracts to 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 take these different ways of of minting and write the the, the launch pad, like all the tooling on like launching a project is quite different. But um, there is already like two or three that already made it to launch a collection on, on testnet and yeah I, I think like probably maybe next week will be one launching yeah that's exciting so yeah. one of the other things i noticed was that some of these uh, some of the projects are like very heavily into sort of like rendered assets and all that kind of thing um and there's some quite sophisticated processing going on in the background in terms of like what's actually stored on chain and what's not do you have like a feeling on like, because I think like people's perception of NFTs is that they're all, everything is on chain, right? But especially some of the much more like, you know, things with 3D assets and stuff like that is obviously. Yeah, we are, yeah currently we are following like the OpenSea metadata standards. So uh, all the metadata is stored on IPFS, including the, the assets. So on chain, it's like a pointer to the IPFS cache. And, and that's how you retrieve it. Um, and this is like some other difference with, with Terra as well, because some of them have like on chain metadata. Uh, but we also will try to come up with like um, on chain metadata in the future as well. Cool. Okay. So, th- so it's not like fundamentally incompatible with the way that you guys are already thinking about stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I guess like the, the main issue is only if, there, if, if it was like an existing project that they have the metadata on chain. And if they want to come over to Stargaze, then what do you do? You will have to move the metadata to IPFS in order to, to work, at least for now, until we go with on chain metadata. 
But for newer projects, they can switch to to IPFS to to the. It is oh, I I realize we we had a couple of things we were, we were going to because we do we do like uh, follow ups at the top of the show but now we started talking about stargaze now so whatever let's 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 go with it so like is on chain metadata something you're kind of actively um, I guess looking at supporting I mean, it's an interesting thing from from my perspective personally because obviously um, the name service that we built on Juno is on chain metadata because there's that guarantee that everything is stored yeah. on chain yeah and we definitely will we'll have like different ways to to do it and and i think like on chain metadata also like gives different ways to interact with the marketplace um for example uh beating on an, an, a specific trait right because it's on, on on chain you can do okay i just want to bid for this specific trait and it will apply to any nft that matches that that trait uh, that's the type of thing that you, you could do with on-chain metadata resulting and we are looking to support as well in the future. Yeah, so basically, I chain metadata, it's like text, text-based metadata. Like when you start trying to store, you know, or, or vector, but using like, uh, you know, graphics and sound and it's just not feasible to really store that on-chain, is it? Yeah, uh, currently there is a Commonwealth proposal. I don't know if you guys have seen like the, Hyperion project. Yes, that was very cool. Uh, I missed so, out on it when it was first minted. Uh, so he's working on some custom contracts to launch a generative art uh, site um, where it will take like the creator, like the, the minter address and, and the hash of the transaction in order to create like these different shapes and forms of. Um, so yeah, this okay. requires like using you mint then this it will go to the site it will generate like the art com- based on the transaction and then it will submit another transaction to finalize the like the mint with your final asset um nice. i think that must be that must be similar to um i think there was an ethereum project that there's uh, a artbox i think artbox something like that yeah yeah, I think they had like, uh, you know, there was an NFT that's a representation of, you know, specific blocks in time. Um, yeah, and I think like the, the cool thing about that is like uh, first it will be like the, the first third party uh, developer that is adding a new custom contract to, to Sergeus because uh, uh, for those that don't know, like the governance gated contracts setup we have for, for Stargaze. Uh, but it's, it's not like uh, it's only the team that upload contracts, but um, it's more like yeah, in order to upload contracts, it has to do what with what Stargaze is doing, right? In this case, it's NFTs. Um, so what would be the process for that, Jorge? Will that be like audited by the um, Stargaze team before they put it up yeah. so that you can give it your, your tick? Um, yeah, because exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, the idea will be to fund like audits in order to, to, to make sure like nothing uh, like tricky is in on the contract and and and, and this setup allows like uh, for the community to 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 check the code um because i've seen contracts that are deployed that you could not find the, the source code so at the end you only trust the team but without seeing the code um it's like you don't know if something could happen at the end. So you guys will like um, see the code, compile it, 
check the hash against the the code the the contract that goes up for the um, proposal. Yeah, so exactly. This- like you you can check like it's the the code that it's open source. Uh, you compile it locally and check with the hash that is on the governance proposal. Okay, that yeah, this is the code that is being deployed. Yeah, I think I think the um, you know users and the public probably need to understand that um, the differences between like when we talk about um, Juno getting hacked and um, and then compare that to like Stargaze or Omniflix or or um, any other uh, platform that uses permissioned contracts, like you guys can sort of be a gateway to check the contracts before they go up because you don't necessarily need to patch every single um, WASM uh, vulnerability that comes up because yeah. you can check, make sure that they're not doing that before they, you know, and, and you can talk about that during the governance period. Um, yeah, exactly. You, yeah, for yeah. example, the last two security patches from from Custom Wasm, I think, like, it didn't affect us, like, um, uh, we assessed, like, the security implications of the, of the, the, the patches, but it doesn't affect it because only if the target team uses the vulnerability in contracts, then you will trigger the vulnerability. Otherwise, it's, um, but yeah, we, we are not going to do that. So, exactly. You're um, not going to pwn yourself, but there is like uh, there is a bit of an issue in the cosmos where there's like this vote yes culture. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's uh, you know it still is possible that someone could put up a nefarious contract and uh, be yeah, voted. Yeah. I guess like this is where like the validator community comes. Like uh, you need to trust your validators. Like um, and probably. Validators have like other networks and uh, like, but you, uh, we as developers, like um, we, uh, at least I am keeping track of all of our dependencies and and check for security vulnerabilities or, or give like more information uh, if we really need to do like a quick upgrade. Um, it's like a, it's a lot of depths to, to keep a track of um, for yeah. security vulnerabilities. Yeah, I guess like uh, at least for the chain side, um, the most important ones are like Go because this is what you use to build uh, the binary. Um, the SK, uh, IBC Go, and Custom Wasm. That those are the most important uh, like upstream dependencies that that I keep track of. Yep. And um, I'm guessing you have. Uh, do you have plans to integrate uh, ICA into chain accounts at some point? Yeah, I already have a PR open. Um, I just we just want to 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 have a little feature in in the next upgrade. Um, also, uh, like some encasting to governance uh, on for custom wasm. Uh, you know, like the, the main issue right now for us. Um, with custom wasm in, in governance is like it takes a lot of gas for budding. Yeah, like, yeah, like I've noticed that. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so it, that's on, on our next upgrade. Um, <clears throat> probably just as a host for now, not not as a controller, but just as a host, um, uh, which right. will allow other chains to send message to the IBC. Yeah, we we've started the the implementation. Um, 
on Juno's side, but as soon as you do the controller part, you need the authentication yeah. module. And yeah, there's, there's InterTX at the moment. And inter, so technically speaking, if you read the documentation, InterTX does do a minimal, uh, you know, like implementation of everything you need for the host authentication module. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, as, like, it just has all those warnings where it's like, don't use this. Seriously, yeah. don't use this. I can't believe you're using this. All right, if you use this, your chain's mm -hmm. dead. Yeah, you're dead. Like, uh, I'm going to hunt you down. And you're like... It <laughs> will take it? some time for, for a chain to be like a controller like because it has some security risk implications and it will just take time to, to, to include it. Um, yeah, I think... I. I, I mean, I can't be sure. The, the annoying thing is the person I'm working on this with is Jabby, who's actually not here. Um, but we've been talking about it quite a lot. And I, I think we're probably going to back out of the InterTX and controller part because... Yeah, yeah, we are just upgrading to IBC3 and, and ship yeah. with the host enabled for now and then figure out like the controller later. Because uh, we really want to do things like um, being able to swap stars like on osmosis for example uh through like a stars account yeah because also well i guess from from us it's sort of like it was on it's, it's a bit of a weird one because i think like juno is like a uh it's almost like a launch it's almost like a landing zone i think in a lot of ways like for for particular projects and things and then they kind of go off onto their own chain the idea i mean long term right any protocol that's successful in juno is eventually going to branch out into an l1 of their own right um is, is probably the reality so juno kind of makes sense as a controller chain but you know although we will implement the host ica uh functionality uh I mean, maybe I'm just not being imaginative enough, but I, I, I'm kind of like, why would I be on Osmosis and be executing WASM instructions on Juno? So yeah, it seems like I, the valid. The, the, I the guess like it, it, it makes more sense the other way around. Like uh, at least for us, uh, um, like the examples I have right now, uh, it's like swap yeah. stars and then send it back to. Uh, I, I mean, for, for the name service stuff, it, it mm -hmm. is, is probably the only use case I can think of where it makes sense to be the host chain because, you know, you just go, I have this BEC32 address. It, does that correspond to any known validator, whatever, 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 that's registered with the name service? Then sure, it looks it up and it just gives you, you know, an interchain query. But again, that, that API isn't really there yet. So yeah. it's like, okay, well, what other services are actually like gasping to use this functionality, uh, the host functionality? Probably not many, but you can see how smart contracts and UIs and things like that, where somebody's already interacting with a DAP on Juno that does something, whatever, you can kind of see like how that might go, okay, I want to talk to Osmosis or I want to talk to Stargaze. I mean, actually, literally with projects that we're working on right now, it's plausible that people who are on that in a kind of uh, more of a social space might want to do something on Stargaze from where they are. And you're like, okay, yeah. sure. That's, that's an ICA controller. Awesome. Well, but we just need to like, it's actually really hard to implement all of that at the moment because the authentication thing is just like, yeah, is left as an exercise to the reader. And you're like, I'm not sure I'm smart enough to actually implement that. <laughs> yeah. It's like when, when you start like 
to do programming and then you have to your your examples like hello world and then build this big product like Denko Dodge to that right so here's a potential yeah uh, use the fray um say for example someone on uh, another chain another permissionless smart contract chain or what have you builds like a uh, a dex that is you know like one of those dexes that hops between pools to get the best um exchange rate so that is a potential use to use ica across chain to use execute a wasm contract on um juno swap whilst hopping back through on osmosis for example if it was able to do contracts like that i'm not sure if it can but you know things like that where you might want to interact with across so jorge can correct me if i'm wrong but my my understanding is you can you can interact with any message type that is registered to the uh to the host yeah on the host yeah for example we you basically, to when you, you do an upgrade, don't you? And in the upgrade handler, you say all the things you can interact with. So you can look yeah. at you can look at our working draft for this, and we basically say, I guess all the major WASM message types. We say, yeah, you can interact with that. I, I don't know what you guys are doing, Jorge, but I imagine. Similar. Yeah, I guess like, um, yeah, I guess like just a specific messages. Like um, the the most common probably just transfer or IBC transfer, or in this case, execute Cosmic uh, Wesson. Yeah. I think I think we we maybe have a couple of other Cosmic Wesson ones, which there's an outstanding question for me saying something like, I included them all just in case we want them, but we probably don't want them. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because uh, you don't know like the implications of enabling something that you, uh, right. for example... What if you uh, enable a store code through interchain accounts? Will that mean like someone will submit code through IBC and what will happen to your setup? So th- those are the type of things that you have to carefully evaluate before enabling. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. nobody's tried that. That's, you know, whatever, what happens when that returns is almost anybody's guess, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Probably, probably it will be fine, but potentially it will not be fine. <laughs> so yeah, um, I, so I've I've really derailed us very very quickly into talking about Stargate. So I, I was just looking at the, at the spreadsheet and I'm like, we have not followed this at all. Sorry about that. It's just like I'm just excited to have Jorge on the on the podcast. It's been a while since <laughs> it's been a while since we've talked. So I was just like. Yeah, really excited. I was um, looking. I was just looking back at the. It's weird that it took this kind of Terra collapse for me to understand how just how big that universe is. I was looking at some of the you said about the number of Terra FT NFT projects, and I, was, I found a web page with you know two hundred and fifty that are active and another two hundred that are that are being planned and for release. I it's just I, I don't know I, I don't know how I missed this, but wow, there's a significant number of the projects out there in there. So, um, Jorge, I just want to bring something up while we're uh, talking about NFTs and Etera and um, Stargaze and Omniflix and et cetera, all the Cosmos 
NFT platforms and projects, right? So we touched on this a little bit when Shane and um, Sisla were on here the other day because it's just like a burning question I have that I'd like to keep bringing up. <laughs> Interopt on uh, NFTs. So I brought up the concept that a aggregator which can actually bring together all the projects and all the platforms into one uh, UI, UX, and be able to trade and transfer um, across, which we raise the issues of like the interoperability of of NFTs is not probably there yet um, because of the different standards that everyone uses. Like some people use modules, other people use um, smart yeah, contracts, um, not necessarily yeah. like. We're trying to, to follow the ICS specification. So either it is like the native module or contracts, uh, it should work. Um, the only thing like it's unclear at the moment is uh, royalties because the ICS specification doesn't say uh, how to handle those and it leaves up to the implementation to handle royalties. Um, so that will be the main issue like um, for example, I don't want to pay royalties for selling my NFT. Then I will move to a different chain to sell it with a royalty. So how do you handle that? Like, uh, it, it's like governance gate um, set of chains where you can send your NFTs in order to like honor these royalties. Um, but yeah, I think that that will be like the main issue. But in terms of interoperability, like um, we have like Mike. Uh, working on, on only on, on, on writing the contracts for ICS. Um, so he did like the Ethereum part for Gravity Bridge and he's working on the uh, Custom Wasm side to do the ICS specification. So are you guys um, talking with other chains um, like Omniflix and that when you're working at that certification? Or? Um, yeah, the ICS specification where uh, it, it was at work from many people, uh, and I think like it, it. I think it was merged recently, that like the final version. Um, I don't know if like at least we are working on the custom Wasm like implementation. I don't know if there is teams working on the Go module side for for the implementation. <laughs> So since that conversation the other day, Frey and um, Usurper, there I have seen one such project rear its head who I think are talking with Stargaze at the moment um, as a NFT aggregator. Would that be right, Borjo? Sorry? I think I've seen a project raise its head as, a, as an aggregator in the recent weeks. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, no. No? Okay. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm too alpha. I don't know. <laughs> too, alpha. <laughs> <laughs> too, too alpha for the chains itself. <laughs> You're was so that, far ahead of it. Was that was that uh, a native Cosmos project or was that one of these many terror projects that has talked about coming over to the Cosmos and huffing and puffing and blowing our house down? Probably the latter. I mean, I don't know why I equate them to the Big Bad Wolf. Actually, they're very welcome in our in our very large and welcoming tent. 
there's a lot of space to piss out of this tent. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, is it, that's, okay, I just, I mixed so many metaphors there. I just sort of committed to something very wrong. It was like, that's a good thing. Right? Folks, you're welcome to come into our large, comfortable tent and join us in pissing out. of this tent. <laughs> Put, put it this way. Our, our blocks are not yet full. <laughs> and we, and we need to fill those, those blocks. We need to fill those blocks for the end of the 12 year mark. <laughs> exactly yeah i mean very we were talking about this earlier today weren't we that like um like i was having a bit of a, a a bit of a i've been programming for several hours my brain is toast moment i was like hang on a minute guys what happens when there's no minting and i was like uh fees That's i'm it. like but wait everybody's gonna unstake and you're like yeah fees and i was fees. like but the fees won't be enough and then i was like <laughs> the fees might actually not be enough <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, funny that um, you just come to that realization. Like you've been so involved with Juno since the get go, and you're like, "Hang on, hold on a second. Wait a minute. Those the, the inflation runs out after twelve years." <laughs> <laughs> Look, I haven't had any sleep since Prop Sixteen started. Like this week has been the first time I've been able to do something that wasn't something on fire needs putting out. I've been able to like, do normal person a- work. But you've managed to come across a in twelve years time fire. <laughs> I'm I'm freaked out. You should be freaked out too. Upgrade, change the module, keep in play. Right. New Genesis bucket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, new Genesis block height one. Exactly. Bucket. Start over. Phoenix. Phoenix. Um, Phoenix. Jorge, what's uh, what's the Stargate strategy there? Because you guys don't have a limit, do you? It's just mint forever. Yeah. No, it's uh, four billion. Um, it will reduce um, in six months by a third. So, the but the Stargaze model is different in that um, there is NFT royalties distributed, right? Yeah. So, for example, every time you trade mint or create a collection, it has like two percent fee, which is one uh, percent is born, and the other it, it it will go to stakers. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, well, I mean, that must be similar on Omni Omniflex because my validator account just keeps having all these random coins show up in there uh, when people trade and, you know, mint and stuff. is just like Adam and Wawa and God knows yeah. what else. Because so, they don't I, even I, have I, their own. <laughs> they don't have their own coin yet, really. <laughs> There's all this, other, all this other dust just keeps showing up. I'm like, what is this shit? God knows what else. <laughs> so that's going to be a nightmare when it comes to do tax on that for some of you fellows. And you're like, just all this thing showed up. Because uh, I don't think you even have to actually um, claim it. It just shows up. So, Yeah, it, it would be mm-hmm. part of like the distribution. Um, since we, at the moment, we just take stars for fees and trading, uh, everything is just in stars. Um. I think uh, I've started accepting Adam as a uh, fee for transactions. Have any of you guys started doing that? I didn't, but they've started fucking showing up nevertheless, which yeah, I'm definitely. not fully sure I can explain, given that they're not configured for our validator. So Adam's showing up in your validator? Yep. Seems didn't you figure out. You read that module. <laughs> Either somebody is trolling us by sending us Atom 
No, 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 because it's definitely rewards. It's definitely because I I checked the I, I checked our, int, uh, our our monitoring the other day, and I was like, this is like a third of an atom or something. I was like, yeah, Osmosis uh, has this cool thing um, where you configure your gas prices in 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 in, in Osmo, I think. And there is like different. You can it can set in in different denominations, but since they have access to the to the spot prices, that they will it will be converted to to the equivalent in in, in Osmo in order to charge oh. the same fee. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, wow, geez, but that means like the 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 validator would need to dynamically change their. Um, no, they they specify like the the Osmo gas prices. And then if you pay in different denomination, it will be like computed in order oh, to, to see. Yeah. So it like swaps it to Osmo, does it? It, 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 it does like uh, the, so for example, you build like, uh, I want to charge one micro Osmo, uh, for example. Uh, then if you are paying different denomination, it will check if it, 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 it meets the, the minimum requirement by doing this spot price conversion. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't suppose that you can shed any light on the distribution of alternate denominations as fees. Do you know anything about that? <laughs> because we're all, I, I, I've just realized that we're all baffled by it. Yep. Well, on Juno, isn't it that if you set if you set that you also accept the IBC denom that is atom that comes over IBC with the big old hash, yeah. then technically you're accepting atom. As yeah, long so, as our so magic IBC in. world doesn't break. And you could do the same for stars, you could do the same for whatever. The difference with Osmo is that they I, I guess like kind of know the prices. Like yeah, the thing pay, is right? like um how, how do you dynamically change the value because prices will be different um, so for example if atom goes up or down it will be different with the your local chain denomination um, so the osmosis what they're trying to do is to to charge the same even if there is different prices on the other denominations so yeah so I mean yeah in, yeah, I can't complex. do anything about that in Juno at the moment. It's just set and forget and change it when there's a big change in difference, I guess. But um, yeah. so we've put it in the Juno docs to set it at a certain amount, which is sort of one's definitely cheaper. <laughs> We'd probably better look at that ratio, but you don't want to have like point. Blah, 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 blah. But um, anyway, what I was sort of getting to is that uh, Frey has Adam. IBC Adam showing up in, uh, on his validator, as you just said, but you don't accept the denom as a fee. Uh, so. uh, it's because someone is accepting it. Um, so is that so at the end? At the end, it's not the validator that gets the rewards, but it goes to the fee distribution module, and then it's a split for everyone. So, so it, would that so mean it, that you would need to be delegated to a um, validator that's accepting that denom? No, uh, it's like uh, for everyone. Like for example, that's that's why someone having zero gas prices affect everyone because then um, everyone doesn't get the 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 fees for for that. 
Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, on. that's that's. I'm not... about to say. Okay, I'm about to say something that has just freaked me out. I'm really hoping that Jorge is going to tell me that's not how it works. That stuff is checked for. Don't worry, there are regression tests for that. What's to stop me? Essentially, what's to stop me putting a garbage denom in the accepted denoms from one validator that that is a part of consensus so that every time that validator proposes um, it's yeah. going to propose garbage it it, it it can only include transactions when they are proposing uh, other validators will skip it but so that would that would potentially mean that one one hundredth of all transactions would just go totally askew right uh, in this case like if they're accepting uh, like fees uh, with different denominations um, oh, right, because the fees will... still need to be signed off, don't they, by the signer? Yeah. So it still has to exist. So when the user pays the fee, it still has to exist. So even yeah. if you put some garbage, total garbage yeah, in the doesn't config, like, it, it doesn't that, work. That needs does to exist, it? yeah. How, exactly. However... Like, thank fuck, I thought for a second there, I was just like, holy <laughs> shit, you could, just, <laughs> you could just get like a third of the network to just change the fucking denom. No, it has Why? to exist on, on, on change. Which actually, like, yeah, on the supply, yeah. So, so the same, uh, are you saying, saying that are you saying that if, say, SG1 has SG1 coin and they're like, you know, the number one validator, they sign fucking way more blocks than anyone else, that if they change to be. SG1 coin as the denomination and delete Juno, they can just sell their SG1 coin and and then just, you know, one third of the transactions on the network can go with their coin as the, as the get. Yeah. Fuck, fuck that. Delete this podcast. Fuck that. Delete this. <laughs> Holy shit. So no, Shut so this shit it down. It is a network attack. It is a network attack from under the hood. It is. It, a validator can do that. if they Yeah, have it's the same as, as, as setting zero gas prices. Like, I know it can include transactions with Sophie and Game and of Nodes got- coin coming soon. Oh my god! Yeah, this that's is really that's, good that's, you guys. <laughs> yeah, really that's why. Gon, here it comes. Everything's going to Dinam. T-Rate has like a minimum gas prices uh, built in into their chain. So you can add yeah. it like, like um, because it's not part of the consensus, like it's on the anti-handler. So it, it doesn't make it to the mental, but if you make it part of the consensus, like a minimum gas price requirement, then if everyone doesn't follow that, then it will get just told, it will sign different uh, block. So yeah, so, until you until you either make it a part of consensus that there has to be an accepted amount of the accepted denom, or you change the anti-handler to validate the denom, yeah. then technically you can attack a network as a validator. You can, or a you group can of spam it. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. But with potentially like you could cause, I feel like with that, with like ten percent of voting power, you could cause way more chaos than. Or say a, yeah, a small group could... of independent Cosmos validators, that type of idea. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like it doesn't make sense like um, in, in the case of, of fees uh, because then you are just putting more pressure to your nodes because uh, other validators won't be accepting that fee. So they will have to sit in your mempool in order mm. to be included in that block. So basically you are just attacking yourself as a validator by doing that. But right, also, but say, uh, well, of course, only, only, only you, you propose 
uh, often. Well, sure, but like this could be a competitive advantage. Like, what if you just went, okay, well, um, let's say you're onboarding a bunch of new Terra users. You've got wrapped USDC coming over from Axelar. You just say, okay, well, my validator accepts fucking wrapped USDC. You know who else does? Boom, you're going to collect those fees. That's a competitive advantage for your validator. Um, where everyone will collect them. Like I previously oh, yeah, mentioned, of course, because they'll all, go to the, the transaction. All, all module, the fees, all, all the yeah, fees okay. go to the uh, yeah. Okay, I'm not an evil genius. Don't worry about it. No, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you can like push your shit coin as a as a fee mechanism instead of the native coin. So you can sell your shit coin as as fee gas. But in terms of like attacking the network, I guess um, is the does the Wasm module because you can set the the gas in the for upload contracts right and and um instantiating contracts like can that yeah be used with a shit coin or is that like the native coin only okay yeah that's because that's the attack true. vector yeah that's true yeah especially yeah that's uh, actually for, <laughs> that's actually yeah. a really good point if you start accepting Huahua or, or Kerberos, <laughs> then you can just spam the network with contracts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, will, it will affect like the the validators that have like a lower hardware as their setup. Like, um, I guess in order to attack or to spam, you you can have like a big machine uh, if you are proposing like often, and then just start uploading codes because you won't go to Juno in this case, but you will paint just with this fake denominations and it yeah, will affect the nodes that can handle that that big chunks of transactions i've just because thought of a second i've actually just i've actually just thought of an actual viable attack using this and i'm not going to say it because i know it can take down a network i think i've got it well i think we already <laughs> should delete this podcast <laughs> I just want to, just a small recap. We're 48 minutes in. Number one, we haven't touched a single item on our agenda. And number two, we've defined how to take down every Cosmos chain. Is that is that kind of the every, tale that they, Every Wasm chain. Every Wasm chain, excuse mm-hmm. me. Yeah, every Wasm chain. Oh, wait. No, Not wait. too bad, every 48 minutes, Every permissionless Wasm chain. So, in other <laughs> yeah, words, you especially know. permissionless. Yeah, we don't allow, well, we don't allow, uh, like, uploading code. So, you will be rejected. Only... Only, only the fray is sweating in this four blocker uh, yeah, okay, video yeah. here. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I yeah, but it's he's, okay. He's, or he's uh, cool as a cucumber down there. He's like, right, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, fellas, I know how to take down Juno again with a pretty easy exploit. If anybody wants to buy this exploit, uh, my <laughs> Juno address <clears throat> is. Let me, let me read it out. It'll be in the show <laughs> notes tonight. Yeah, Jess will be in the show notes. Um, yeah, so send me send me three million USDC, not USDT. Nice try. <laughs> um, to my address. Uh, hey, uh, fun story. I haven't actually been able to send any USDC anywhere. Okay. Like, I can't send it on Osmosis to anyone. Every time I try it, it just fails. But uh, that that's probably the name for this uh, for this episode is Game of Nodes Twelve. Delete this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so, uh, Jorge, there's. I'm looking. I'm look. We do actually have episode notes, the things we want to cover. And I noticed that Usurper has put some technical <laughs> questions that that, that we've Did been I? asked, and, he, and some stuff that he wants to talk about. So, I, I feel like 
Yusufa, do you want to do you want to raise some of your your questions and your thoughts about about the recent Stargaze marketplace? Because I think that's where some of the infrastructure questions come. And we've also got some questions about the roadmap as well. Um, and some of our listeners, listeners, watchers, have also asked oh. some questions about uh, things like NFT interop and stuff. So we'll, we'll cover off some of those as well. Just in case they're in the chat going, why haven't you asked our questions? Which they might be. Well, I think the history was we, we were talking about this a little bit last week, I believe, when we were talking about the launch of the marketplace and just the growth of RPC calls. And there were some questions around the caching layer and those types of things. And then, cause you, you and I talked about it really briefly within discord and then Jake came on and said, kind of talking through it. So that's the reason we, we thought of this uh, conversation here. So maybe, maybe, Hori, maybe give us a little bit of a overview of the Stargaze tech stack, maybe from, from top to bottom yeah. a little bit, and then we can maybe I, dump I into I, some of those items. I can talk more about like the infra stuff. Um, Front end, I've been involved a little, but um, sure. so we, we have like the RPC nodes like in different uh, geographic locations. Uh, currently, we are using Clover to to geo distribute like the load, so it it will hit the closest data center or, or, or closest node uh, to your location, like you as a user, uh, to reduce like the latency to to do queries or send transactions. Um, I think like in the last seven days, um, we have received like 800 million requests now to or rest and RPC endpoints. Um, and, and, and the other layer on top of that RPC, I introduced like right before the marketplace is like a caching layer. Um, and we have like many complaints. Um, we, we don't have like an indexer yet. We are working on that. Um, but then we rely on, on the public nodes, RPC and REST endpoints. Um, but it was taking too long to load your profile. And that's because it, it'll, uh, for each collection, there is like a different instance of, of a contract. So you have to query if each contract you get, uh, uh, which NFTs a user owns on this contract and so on for every collection, right? So that's mm -hmm. why it took like so long to do. Um, so we, I made this API to, to do it like on, on the backend instead. Um, so when you first request your profile, it, um, because it, it's, it's in Go, so it will like just throw Go routines uh, at the same time to mm -hmm. query all the contracts at the same time. And get all the NFTs you own, and then retrieve metadata. Retrieve like if they have like a price associated to the NFT. Um, and it was really nice because uh, like your profile loads now. Uh, I, I guess under a second. Yeah, and it it's was really it's really fast. Now, you know? Yeah, but that increases the amount of queries to to own RPCs and rest endpoints. But it's impressive, like. Um, uh, Call the contracts because we are querying the contracts and they are taking like really huge amount of calls. Um, and, and I think like, um, since we are using uh, the permission custom WASM approach, uh, contracts are pinned by default. So they are kept in memory on every node. Uh, so when, when you try to execute a query or a transaction to a contract, it's already in memory, the contract, right? So it will take less time to, to do the execution. And they are responding very fast now. Um, I think like it, it, the pinning contracts helps with gas costs 
and and, and query time. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think and and some of the, some of the chats we have pin, is. Oh. Go ahead. Sorry, Frank. I was just saying it's interesting that pinned by default. I hadn't realized that that was. So is, are they pin when when you uh, instantiate governance contracts? Are they pinned by default, or is that something you specifically done as, uh, as like no? As if you upload co codes uh, through governance, they are pinned by default. So you don't have to submit like a additional um, governance process to pin contracts. Uh, at the end, since uh, at the end, since each instance, it just uses the same code ID. Um, yeah, it, it's it's faster, like uh, having the contracts pinned. Um, and I think like that's why we suggested Valeros to increase the the memory allocated to pin contracts because they are cache and it will be faster to execute transactions. So where is that caching layer? Uh, yeah, that caching layer we are using um, a provider, yeah, which is kind of like Heroku. I know I, I never use Heroku, but uh, mm -hmm. it's called Fly.io, I think. Um, so the cool thing about this is like um, you define your container, your Docker container, for example, and then you just choose, I want to deploy this to to these regions and have these other regions as backups in case like they can deploy to a region, they will deploy to a different region. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they have like any cast network. Um, so they give you like the URL and it's basically the same as Clover, uh, where it will hit the closest uh, data center. Um, so we are using both right now Clover and, and this other service to serve the APIs. And then um, that's if that service needs data, it just calls the standard Cloudflare RPC APIs depending yeah. on region. So it just and then Cloudflare takes over to figure out what the closest region is and then yeah, routes exactly. it to the so node, right? Everything like ties together. Like um yeah. we are using the advantage of our Cloudflare setup and this other service to get the closest nodes as well. Well the volume is pretty much staying where it was. I mean, after the marketplace launched, it was a thousand to 2,000 requests a second on the back end. And it's, I mean, right now, even as we're talking, it's 850. So it just kind of continues. Um, it's pretty stable. And Europe Europe is definitely higher than I think the rest of the US, although in the, you know, around this time it's about even because it looks like a lot of folks are are yeah, I think like, in the marketplace. The, the other thing is like, um, since we are running like the public infrastructure, like everyone uses the, the endpoints so, for example, if you have used Hubble, I think they use or endpoints and any and other tooling as well. Um, so it, it's it's hard at the end to man, maintain the, the public infra because um, if everyone is relying on that, if you go down, like it will affect other parts. So that's that's like an idea of the throughput. A question that we've had a, a couple of times actually on Twitter um, was: do you, do you have any idea on the volume, as in volume of sales? Because I mean, a, a lot of those hits will be people browsing, but you know, some of them will be selling. Like, I've certainly noticed just um, from a cursory look at like what the floor is on a given day and how it's moving and stuff that it feels like there's a lot of NFTs trading hands at the moment. And do you guys know, have any idea of like what those numbers yeah. are? We just have, uh, since we are still working on our indexer, we don't have like the detailed data, but we are working on it. But let me see. I can think. 
since we started. Um, yeah, I think like like 20 million stars in buys, maybe, in the last week. Wow, 20 million stars in buys? Is that what you said? Yeah, and and that's like uh, 100, uh, 1% is born, so yeah. So there's a lot of stars no. going up in smoke right now. And <laughs> <laughs> Stargaze, uh, I know Juno has a 12-year inf- um, inflation. Is that the right term? What's the right term? Um, uh, minting schedule? Minting schedule? Yeah. I mean, schedule, right? Not schedule. Minting 12, cliff. Minting cliff. <laughs> Stargaze is five It's five years. Is that right? No. Um, we have like this thirdening. Uh, so each year is reduced by a third. So yes. In theory, like, yeah, it will take, I don't know, it, it was like five or seven or something around. Like I, yeah. I don't recall. But it, but it falls yeah, off pretty quick, right? It will never reach like the four billion, but it will just keep reducing and reducing. Right. right. But the target, you could, you could say like it's four billion. Yeah. But yeah, since we have like the trading volume, then like, it's, like all the stakers will still receive like, uh, rewards for staking yeah. right right so uh what's your what's like the next steps on the roadmap i know you mentioned the indexer but presumably there's some other things coming up too um in terms of the back-end like infrastructure yeah the indexer um it, it's taking a little bit of time because uh, we have different products or features that we want to launch um so we want to make it part of like usually you pull like the blockchain data and and then parse the messages. So we're trying to split uh, this into just the indexer that pulls all the data and then puts all the information into a stream like um, like a Kafka stream, for example, um, so that. We want to support like replaying all the history in case you uh, you need like a new feature, but hey, I, I missed data from like, I don't know, a week before. So uh, we want to be able to replay all the history without hitting nodes again, because full nodes are really slow when, when you try to query. Um, so we are trying to offload like just index everything, everything like blocks and transactions into S3 buckets. Um, and then when you want to replay, you only will fetch from S3 block, uh, S3 storage and not relying on, on pull nodes. Oh, so um, is that going to be like Parquet or something like that? Sorry? Is that going to be like Parquet or something like that? Or is it going to be like literally streams? Yeah, streams. Um, so the, the, the idea is like integrate different services that just, you want a new service, just, uh, attached to the stream and start receiving like transactions or whatever data you want. Right. right. Um, so just like, to kind of like a source sync type. Yeah. Situation. Um, and in terms of the marketplace, uh, the contract already has like different features, like, um, like bids, like the auction style. And mm-hmm. we have like bidding on collections, um, which is not part of the front end yet because we are waiting to the final audit report to co- to come back. Um, and we need to do some adjustments. Um, so the, the 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 safest is just like the buy now, which is just doesn't rely on on the contract to hold any funds. 
because you just buy and then you will send the funds to the seller royalties and um but yeah i think that those will be the, the upcoming features um i guess the, the the one i like is like the bidding on, on collections because you can uh bid, for example you want a, a, a bad kid you don't care which one you just bid uh, i want to pay a hundred stars for a bad kid and anyone with a bad kid can take the the, the bid and accept the offer right that's so cool. it's, it's like a reverse version of the ebay yeah. thing where you can say i will sell this for this price but it's kind of coming from the the buyer end yeah like a two-way yeah. of uh to be direct on so a, a nerdy question on incentive mechanisms. What's the auction model you're using for the auction contracts? Um, right now, it's just um, like just bids, and the the seller will have to accept the the, the offer they want, right? So there's oh, so not, 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 it's, not it's not like a victory or or anything. Yeah, there is not like uh, yeah. We but yeah, we are planning and adding more different mechanics to to auction style. Um, like a Dutch reverse Dutch auction style to discover very pricing for for NFTs. Um, yeah. So I, I was yeah. I was kind of curious because I, I think I saw I saw either you or or Shane tweeting the Tim Roughgarden blockchain series recently, and obviously Tim Roughgarden did a, a series on uh, economic incentives and, and and game theory and whatnot. And uh, uh, as a very lapsed economics person <laughs> from way back in the day i re-watched it uh a some time ago in lockdown and i was just like i wonder if that's because they've been designing their um their auction mechanics so i was kind of curious mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i think like there's more features i can't really say more but yeah there will be mm -hmm. more cool features um we got like a huge roadmap now and we're just trying to to prioritize the most requested ones um, because everyone wants like different things, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, they want like, uh, say of history volume and everything mm -hmm. inside, uh, the, the marketplace. And, and when you go to like, for example, osmosis, um, if you want to know like information about like a pool, you go to info.osmosis. It's not like built in in the main osmosis site. Um, but yeah, we are trying to, 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 we know like this is like, very important for training NFTs and trying to build it for the marketplace. So. Cool. Um, when there's when a can I accept it as gas? Accept <laughs> the bad kid as gas? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think we said last week the funniest thing that I heard in Prague uh, was that, that uh, bad kids are the blue chip NFT. What do you what do you think about that? Somebody say that. Yeah. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah, I know. Um we will have to see volume, but I guess like there there is like huge sales right now for bad kids and yeah. also for Stargate points. I think like probably those two, uh, I'm not really sure. Yeah. What was the second one? Stargate's what? Punks. Yeah. Stargate's oh, punks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I should have bought more uh, bad kids. I, I sold one, which was shocking. I just put one out there just to mess with the marketplace, and then it went. I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly I Some are just watching, like, the Cobol uh, stream for new listings and sales. Yeah, yeah um, that that to add your, to your list, I'm sure it's on your list, but the, uh, the idea of 
like I, I sold it. I want to see if it's for sale. I want to see if who else sold it. I want to see how much money I lost. Yeah. Clearly I made the wrong decision selling it. So wh- yeah. <laughs> what, how, how wrong was my decision? That's always good to know. <laughs> what's your, well, I have curiosity. What's your favorite collection that's been on Stargaze, Jorge? Um, I think I know what Shane's is. I'm pretty sure Shane's is Glitch Candy or Hyperion. I, I don't know. Like there's multiple ones that I like. Um, yeah, probably Hyperion is uh, it, because all the 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 coding side that um, I, I'm impressed with that. Uh, same for Glitch Candies and of course like Pat Kids. Right? My my avatar right now is like a Pat Kid. I'm I'm disappointed that my glitch candies are worth less than the random bad kid that I, I want like one bad kid. It's I think it's worth more than two of the glitch candies. And I'm like Didn't you just go glitch candy mad? I yeah, a little bit. Um <laughs> I I well, so I don't have any. The we needlecast have oh. six. we've been in genesis validator we've been involved in stargaze test nets from Mm -hmm. literally when the discord opened yeah like it was our first chain as well like so it was like oh we're going to support the network but then yeah we got got two and then we got greedy (laughs) the the whole experience of the test nets are really nice like um we as the stargaze also made mistakes on, on test nets but that came out with good things, like for example, a bare integration testing. Like uh, there, there um, I remember, like in one testnet, like we broke IBC because wiring issues and the big app dot go, like, which is a mess um, uh, to to maintain. Um, so every time there is an upgrade, um, we test like um, the previous version can connect to Osmosis or Cosmoscope. In, in the integration test. And then we simulate the upgrade and the integration test. And then we keep testing that the IBC connection is not broken because it's the, like, the most critical thing, like able to transfer through IBC. Um, yeah, and, and that's what I got from, from testnets and a lot more things, but I think that more significant one. Well, we were also saying when there was the, uh, when was the, the, the $32 million sent to the wrong uh, address uh, fun times that that it was on a stargaze test net. You guys punked the the test net, didn't you? I put like it was it was you, wasn't it? Who put the upgrade handler that said if you if you actually read this handler, get in touch with Jorge. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was yeah. brilliant. I wish more people yeah, exactly. did that. We we had this like um, challenge, like be- because we try to put everything to be transparent as possible in terms of code. Um, and an and important sign is barrier to be able to, even if you don't un- understand like coding, like, but at least just through reading, if there is nothing like very suspicious. And in this case was like a kind of like, it was sending funds to somewhere else. And yeah, if you read this, then you will get extra points in the testnet just by reading what, what's going into the next. That's topic, awesome. right? so. Genius. Genius. Have you done any of that on, on my note? No. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if there's just random stuff in the main that just hashes. Meow, meow will send you a bad kid if you see this message. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, definitely going to start reading all the diffs on uh, Stargate. 
Meow is definitely the bad kid whale as well. That's the thing. Like is as he? soon as he's as soon as he's had a beer, it's just like it's just like bad kids for all. You never get them. <laughs> wasn't, like, wasn't there a limit on the minting, or is he just going through marketplaces buying them all? Was, uh, funny though, it was the the limit was fifty. Fifty um, was it? Yeah, and it took a week to sold out. Like because it was a huge collection, thank you. Um, yeah, it was ten. Yeah, it right? took a whole week to to mint. And I think, yeah, I think it was 50, the, the limit. I can't, the floor price is 2,400 at the moment. That's like 2,400. Yeah. How much were they? Jeez. Like 2,400 stars. I think it was 222, something like that. Yeah. It was like around about the 200 mark. Yeah. Actually, I can probably look up from a, I can probably look up in the ledger, but although to be fair, I guess that's probably means they're about the same. About par. Yeah. Oh, that, that hurts. A bit more. <laughs> I don't know. Look That's again. Painful. Look, look. We don't talk <laughs> about how much how much was spent on glitch candies. That's not. Um, I like at, at the at the peak of the the stress on prop sixteen. I think was when the one fourteen shut collection got one fourteen shut collection got launched, and I think I just straight up ate twenty five of those. And the, the, floor, the floor of those is, I think, about 75 stars. So, like, you know, whatever. Oh, 114 uh, shot. Yes. These are cool. sold out before. I, yeah, these are very cool. And actually, the, the prices now are extremely low. So, yeah, the, I've got, to be fair, I've got pretty much the coolest one I've actually seen anywhere. I've got like, I don't know how many number is. It's like 924 cool. or something. And it's like this really, really ripped one. Uh, it's very, very cool. Um, but yeah, the other 24 are less exciting. <laughs> I do like the. I, I didn't really realize the twenty five knights is we were talking about in channel as well. But the the structure is if you can get all the shards of one image and then you get something out of that. That's a really cool piece too. I like. That's pretty neat. Floor price on a glitch candy candy is eighteen hundred stars, Frey. Mm, maybe I should. I've I've got a I've got a diptych. Uh, I actually got a double dip. You got a what? Uh, so you know a diptych where it's two that should go together they're obviously part of the same generative like cycle so two i've got two sets of two that like visibly was, kind of go together i thought it was another dps joke no no i wouldn't do that to you um but yeah i may maybe maybe i could be persuaded to part with a couple of those and, and as i've said elsewhere on the show the most exciting uh, glitch candy that we have is actually printed off as a half meter by half meter um on art paper glisse print you know the expensive like the studio you know the gallery quality print uh is framed and in the office <laughs> did the print cost you more than the nft no <laughs> that is a very easy question. <laughs> Did you guys see that there are there are three three universities and two art schools um uh, not too far. Well, actually, yeah, not not a million miles away from where I live. So I just found a print shop that was near to one of the campuses, and was like, "Do you do, you know, gallery quality prints?" And they were like, "Yes, we do," because eighteen hundred art students want their stuff gallery printed a year from us. And I was like, "Ooh, I bet at this time of year nobody's giving you jack shit." And they're just like, "Yeah." Tenor. <laughs> tenor. <laughs> tenor. I was like half meter by half meter. And they're like, yeah, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> don't um, sell that. Don't sell that NFT. Cause you'd have to give up the, uh, the print as well. 
Yeah, I'd have to have to post it, right? You would. Yeah, there was. I was just reading about Seth Green. If you guys know Seth Green, actor and like responsible yeah. for like Robot Chicken and those types of things, he got fished out of a few bored apes. I think he had um, on Ethereum, and he was building a series on some of those apes because he had the rights to them. And after he got fished, they he had to pause the series creation because by law he doesn't own the right on those items anymore even though they were stolen out of his wallet how crazy is that wait so when you buy a board ape do you actually get the copyright i guess that was the idea at least what he had in here so like there's a whole story around it on buzzfeed around that he that they paused the creation of he had like a i don't know what it was if it was a short or what the heck it was um (laughs) but it's pretty wild that he was building something off those ownerships off those apes and somebody fished him out of them which is like $300,000 worth of these things, USD. And um, and they paused it. So now he's trying to get back in terms of trying to continue. But I thought that was, I, I, don't, I don't know if I've heard a story like that before around something like that, where if they actually, in that in that situation, does, does that give them the usage rights to be able to use that in any sort of, any, any even kind of uh, degenerate uh, structure around that use of that ape, right? Yeah, I guess it depends on what what's specified when you buy it, right? Because copyright, uh, well, I think copyright is actually a little bit different in the US, isn't it? I think you might have to register your copyright on a thing when you make it. In the U- in the UK, certainly, as the second you do something, like if I were to record this conversation we're having right now, mm-hmm. um, aside from the slight, the fact I'd be collecting personal data about you and there would therefore be a data controller and that would be bad. Let's ignore... The general data protection regulation, and if this was, if I put like a beat to it or something and claimed it as like a musical work, which would again be the strangest hip hop track you've ever heard, but let's assume I did that as well. The yep. second it became a, a like a creative work, um, I would own the copyright to that by default, and it's completely inalienable unless you sell it, um, mm-hmm. or unless, and this is the the creepy one that a lot of people don't know. It's about their day job contracts your employer has already got you to sign over your copyright. Yeah. Um, which is more common, very, very common for software engineers. That's the same um, in the US. I think anything that anything you create while employed, even you can even make the case of even if it's after hours, it's difficult to say, hey, did you use, you know, what types of resources yeah. did you have to be able to create this? But yeah. Um, it's, 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 I've always had to have my contracts changed because I'm just like, uh, yeah, you, know, you know, what's, what's funny, like, thing. I read something on Twitter, like um, from a guy that divorced, and um, on the divorce tweet, like it was like the open source contributions he had to pay for those because he was part of like both, you know. Um, so be careful with your open source. It's going to be funny when uh, wallets start suing wallets. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> Yeah, you had some of these ideas when you were working for us on this other project. Um, it could happen. Um, so, Pupmos just mentioned, what the hell is Cato funding? Oh, Cato. so Cato is a on-ramp for fiat into um, crypto. And oh, right, right. Cato, uh, so so we just had in the comments, uh, Pupmos has said that Cato funding has just passed. So that is... Uh, funding a crypto on ramp, as a fiat on ramp into the Cosmos ecosystem, um, as Cato is the preferred service provider 
uh, is my understanding of several, uh, what are we going to call them, refugee projects, orphan projects from the uh, the artist formerly known as the Terra ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And the and so Cato coming to Cosmos is, and specifically in this case, Juno, is a, a very big deal for those projects migrating on their way over into the Cosmos and the IBC-verse. So that's very cool. So it looks um, like it's a it's a payment infrastructure. Is that what, basically what it is? It's yeah. Okay, so it's UI and methods to be able to ease the friction of payments. Yeah. So uh, my understanding is it's USDC, and obviously uh, a lot of chains have access to USDC or Axelar. USDC seems to be getting quite a lot of traction at the moment. So uh, I, I assume that um, in the case of Juno. Um, I don't know what it would be in the case of Stargaze. Uh, you guys, do you guys have a preferred? Um, what's your preferred uh, bridge for things like USDC? Is it Axelar or is it some other bridge? Um, we haven't discussed yet for USDC, but in terms of for NFTs, we are going to use Gravity Bridge, which we already started the implementation. Yeah. Right, right, right. Cool. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. I'm just afraid, trying to read Patmos's fucking messages. <laughs> it's like a, it's, a, it's work. I've been I've been trolling Patmos on Twitter, writing his shit backwards. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw you. I saw you posting something written fully backwards, and I was like, I'm not sure this is sledging. I think this is just you sledging yourself. Yeah, no, it's just I find it funny because it's as incoherent to me as what he wrote in the first place. So <laughs> is, that like a, is that a keyboard replacement or is somebody actually typing that out? That's me literally going letter for letter, typing it backwards. It's a huge, I didn't mean you, I meant Pop. I, 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 like, I feel like maybe he's maybe, maybe he, they, uh, uh Pop is, is typing with one of these, but with the wrong letters on it. And so it's, just, <laughs> it's not that it's not their fault. They just tried to build a custom keyboard and just got all the letters the wrong way around, you know? Yep. I mean, um, I mean, Puppers can't read, so, yeah, somebody's well, told them and given them like a cold right layout there. keyboard. It's literally just got bones all over it, just little bone <laughs> pictures. It just smashes the bones. <laughs> yeah. Everything um, looks like a bone. <laughs> so we've also got – we d- d- do we have – I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep us more to time than before. So unless we have any super pressing questions for Jorge, I think that we've had a – We've Don't pretty much crossed off everything we thought we might talk about beforehand, and it's been very interesting. Shall we do? Uh, we've got a couple of, of questions that we have received over the week. Shall we deal with those and then maybe do wrap ups? Yeah. Cool. We can definitely drag those questions out for 40 minutes, though. <laughs> well, in order to help not do that, I'm going to try and not talk and just pose the questions, and you guys can answer them. And that will. I don't that think that's possible. Start. Well, I'll mute myself, and then I and then even if I do talk, it would just be flappy, flappy, flappy. Um, so, uh, okay, uh, I think we've 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 answered the top one on there before. So, uh, if you guys had a fully stacked team, you could sick on a new project. I guess that means like throw out a new project. Um, what would that project be? Bonus points if it doesn't exist yet. Is that a question for Hoy? It might be a question for any of us. I mean, go for it. Skip. (laughs) 
You <laughs> said, like, I have no ideas. I have nothing I There's want to implement. I have no dreams. <laughs> too many yeah. hours. Yeah, so, man, like, I, I really like projects that have uses. Like, yeah, me too. Um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of projects, and and I I noted this when I first started looking at um, DeFi like quite a while ago that a lot of projects just shuffle coins. They're just back and forth moving things around, filling blocks with just transactions, moving shit around, mm-hmm. swapping things for things, and doing nothing. Um, so you know, if I had a fully stacked team, I would build something that does something what that is i do not know but there are <laughs> some good, you know you know <laughs> but that would be my dream is to build something that does something there's there's a lot of um there, there's good projects out there that that do that like you know there's um a cash and uh Al- althea i think you said mm, althea uh, yep yeah and, and projects along What's that it's, it's uh, a- decentralized internet yeah, it, I think it's a. I'm going to butcher this. It, it similar to similar to other projects off of Cosmos. I believe it is a way to utilize and maybe piggyback off of internet lines to be able to provide service elsewhere and then be able to capture rewards associated with that. That's a really bad. I think that's a really awful explanation of it. Yeah, they have like um, this network. Um, so, for example, you want to become like a provider, you can have like your own router that will give internet to to more people and then use uh, the router has like the like the software to charge for the like the subscription or something like that right yes i think at the moment they're using like so it's like a paper minute type internet right it's like um or you know regularly paying uh with with blockchain monies um, I think they use USDC at the moment, but um, I think the purpose of their blockchain is to control that and use their own token at some point. Yeah. Um, so, like, I jumped on some spaces a little while ago and asked a bunch of questions. I can't remember the um, answers to, but, um, you know, the team seems onto it. And uh, I really like what they've, they've done um, in terms of, like, distributing um, internet. It's sort of like piggybacks. It's like a, a user uh, can start, like, a node, and basically collect fees for, um, you know, people using Althea through their gateway, I guess you would say. Um, so it's interesting. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. How, like they've, they've onboarded like companies uh, to do it as well um, to provide, I guess, points of presence um, mm-hmm. as, a, as a provider. But I'm not sure how it goes legally with like, say if I was using our local carrier to, uh, you know, distribute the internet to people who pay me, I don't know, I don't know how that would work, but um, I think that's part of the model. Uh, but, you know, things that do things in real life is, uh, yeah. is, is what I find um, to be really interesting uh, and how people can sort of roll that back to their blockchain and, and some things don't need a blockchain. Uh, but you know, it yeah. certainly does make sense for some projects. Mm-hmm. So, some somebody I'm- somebody said to me in Prague after something I said. Well, two two funny things happened. Somebody said, "You really hate DeFi, don't you?" Like <laughs> this, like just like took a took a step back and just like straight their chin and just went, 
you know, you really hate DeFi, don't you? And I was like, hate is a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> but but that Pupmost comment, like blockchains working jobs, they hate to buy things they don't need, like the Fight Club reference. I was mm-hmm. like, that, that, that epitomizes how I feel about a lot of DeFi. I'm like, look, let's not just let's not just make shit stuff on the blockchain it's just not necessary like yeah my answer to the question is really really simple it's it's basically that there's the the problem is endemic and web 2 are largely as a result of the incentive models that have emerged there and incentive models rely on being able to design economics and you can't always expect to get it right but we have now with blockchain one of the most comprehensive toolkits for building incentive models that anybody outside of a central bank planning room has ever seen. And the ability to, instead of starting a startup, build an incentive model and a startup and a derivative token that expresses the intentions of that incentive model um, is one of the most revolutionary concepts that's happened in technology in the last 50 years. And, you know, wouldn't it be good if we use that to like further the cause of human rights and democracy and stopping climate change and, or at least trying to ameliorate some of these bad things that we've seen happening as a result of rampant near neoliberalism and late capitalism, like rather than just like dicking around with, you know, shuffling around bits that represent imaginary money. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And this is why, yeah. so another person in Prague literally left left a conversation with me walked away and it turned out they had gone and had a lie down <laughs> and they they the next day they were like you kind of bummed me out yesterday man <laughs> that's not hard for me to believe <laughs> yeah somehow it's very believable isn't it um so uh crypto king on twitter has a question for you jorge uh which is that um what what kind of because uh, i know shane's talked about this as well to us before um, what are the plans and the roadmap to move beyond simple images uh, for NFTs on Stargaze? Like, and and do you have like some much more advanced use cases? You think I know you already talked about the generative stuff, but do you have much more advanced use cases like uh, gated to a- access to content or like NFTs as yeah. used for IoT but, devices or anything like crazy, crazy? Um, well, we we already was already using like um, gated access, for example, in our Discord. You can access like projects, channels, if you are an NFT holder and some other uh, projects like the Stargaze Punks, I think they are using it as well uh, for their Discord. So you, you, you will get access uh, to different things if you hold like an NFT from the collection. Um, um, I think like right now we are focusing on, on, on the core infrastructure so we can add more things without having like the technical depth in, in the future um but but i guess like the upcoming thing is probably lending and borrowing uh, with nfts um and as i say like focusing on the experience uh the infrastructure uh for adding more features in the future because um we really try to to add more features that are all bullish rather than adding too many features which uh, someone may hate because it's not working as expected yeah, yeah. Um, oh sorry you said but- no, I was gonna say I, I think going back to that last one around unlimited funds I think this area around using 
using the chain or using the structure for identity and being able to use different use cases around identity would be my my kind of go-to as well, because it kind of fits the way that Jorge just said, like being able to either use an entity as a token in some sort of sense to be able to prove identity or to be able to use, obviously, devices like um, hardware devices and other types of things off the chain to be able to use identity. I know Check is doing that as, obviously, that's their kind of structure uh, on Check D, but I think that would be, there's I think there's a lot of areas around authentication identity that this is such a great use case for. Um, or a great technology to apply to. I think there's so much so much to be done there in terms of user experience and other types of things that that would be really beneficial. I'll start. I'll I'll start that. I'll just issue Stargaze NFTs to it's it just says verified by a king nodes, yeah. and uh, I'll just go and have a beer with you, and you show me your ID and buy me a beer, and uh, I'll tell you. And then there's there's staking rewards turns into king. Right, yeah. King Token. That's right. Yeah, token, which you can't get anywhere. <laughs> which anyways, you can't so. get anywhere. We yeah. were talking about. To be fair, we we're talking about Web of Trust. Uh, Web of Trust is a feature for the um, for the name service on Juno. Um, maybe that's the minimum viable product of the Web of Trust feature. Is you well, um, <laughs> you go and have a beer with Null, and then we add a field to the NFT that only only Null's address can edit on every NFT. On the entire service, right? And yeah. then, yeah, <laughs> proof of beer, yeah. Somebody, it's Cal. Of course, it's Callum with this mm-hmm. with the sly aside, very wry, very funny. Um, yeah, proof of beer. If you've had a beer with Null, we verify you. Little You're Twitter in. tick mark. You just maybe need that, to. Maybe that can be the howl equivalent of the Twitter tick. <laughs> is you only get the blue tick. You only get the blue tick on howl. The blue wolf. If you've, bought if you've had a beer it, with Null. Showed your idea. <laughs> Beautiful. I, so I've just noticed there's one more comment I'd like to flag as a question mm-hmm. um, while we're doing Probably this will be our last question for the show, uh, which is from Total Spud. Great name. Love mm. the energy. Uh, guys, can you speak about the hot topic of stable coins, specifically how you view the decentralized stable coin future in Cosmos, mainly IST, Agoric Run, and Comdex Stable or any others? Well, we need one. <laughs> <laughs> but do you want to be the one to implement it on your chain? Uh, I think, I think, I think you can't have a, a algorithmic stable coin that's tied to your main token for your chain. Um, is, so, are we talking about a backed stable coin or an algorithmic stable coin, or just a stable coin in general? Because I think IST is algorithmic, isn't it? The one on Agoric. So the the problem is, if you tie it to your main um, token for your chain, you can destroy your ecosystem, as we've seen. As soon as there's a vulnerability in the way that you know the the stablecoin works, so I think you know you'd have to be brave to uh, implement it on your chain. Um, and I just. I'm skeptical about algorithmic stable coins because now I haven't seen one that really works um, as a like a USD peg. So I don't know. Anyone else have a a viewpoint? My dad had a strong opinion. Tell us more. Uh, so, so they're saying IST is over collateralized, but it's only over collateralized until the value of the thing you're collateralizing it with. Is no longer over collateralizing it so yeah 
um, you know, there's unless there's a way to liquidate it when the collateral becomes worth less. Unless you have a counter-cyclical asset, it's all basically garbage, right? Because the the reason a, the reason a, a government can stop a bank run is because they can, well, they can first of all tell the bank to close their doors and yeah. say, we'll buy you out. And then second of all, they can issue government debt on a 150-year cycle <laughs> that's leveraged against, against a constant tax rate. So you're like, well, unless the chain itself can leverage its inflation to buy out debt as some kind of stable counter-cyclical bond. Even, well, it's, to be fair, it doesn't even have to be stable. I mean, like, I'm a fucking prat, so I have my savings part in government bonds. And then for some reason in 2016, the British government did something that shat the value of government bonds. Can't think what it was. You know, something mid-year that just completely fucked my long-term savings. But even in the context of like that, which turned out to be a volatile asset, much more volatile than it would normally be for most government debt, it's still, you know, compared to crypto, a joke, like in terms of how unvolatile it is, you know? So until you have something like that, which is just going to kind of like, no matter how the market goes up or down, it's only going to depeg by a little bit. What can guarantee that other than the main chain itself, right? And would the main chain would would a chain ever back things that are on it, like back its own? Because then you're still back into the terror situation, right? Where the best the main chain can do is offer up its own token, which is positively correlated with the thing. So it's not actually counter cyclical. It's just it's just more of the same. You you kind you, of need something that's you lose one, you lose the other, basically. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so what crypto can you even a store of value crypto is going to be positively correlated? Like so unless you literally buy gold bars or something, like what is going to be counter cyclical enough to hedge against a stable coin? So just just reading Pup Moss's um stuff that he's writing in here about IST, because so far as I know, these comments don't come up in the um in the stream when you're actually watching it. So I haven't been able to see them. So just I'm gonna read them out because it's interesting. So, are you um, gonna read them out like Pupmos? Yeah, well, no, I can't. <laughs> hard enough to read it. <laughs> so, UST is algorithmic, okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, IST is not. So, he's saying IST is only a over collateralized coin, um, and it will be liquidated in the worst case. So. Even so, and then he does say further down what I was going to say further down. Um, he says collateralized eventually has a limit, which is the problem, right? So if you if you have a if you have IST in circulation and then it's collateralized, um, it's pretty easy to see that sometimes the market can fall eighty to ninety percent, right? So the whole of the Cosmos ecosystem has fallen probably at least what um, seventy to eighty percent in the last three months. So if you have even a pool of tokens that are collateralizing IST, um, you know, what happens when it's liquidated? Do you, do you then just get issued the tokens from the pool um, that were collateralizing it? So it's, it's still not stable. There is a point where it becomes not stable. 